one officially behind and i already could feel the hot takes cooking it's steaming it's being a little bit simmered right now but oh man i'm ready for a handful of them yo what is going on sleeper and 32 bit nation it is your boy natter alongside the number one australian analyst shin how you doing over there i'm good man week one in the book as you say fantasy football's back I won more than I lost, even though I had a largely terrible week overall. But I'm just excited to get into football again. I love it. The best part of my Sunday was hearing seven hours of commercial-free football uh, from Chris Hansen, my boy. You know, the legend himself. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I was at a wedding so I didn't watch a hell of a lot of the games on Sunday. I did watch some Red Zone during the speeches. I did watch some Red Zone towards the end of the night. But by and large, I was basically been catching up on the games that I missed the last two days. So uh, it was great to great to go back and watch it. And, you know, I would like to duck up to the hotel room to watch Red Zone instead of getting really drunk and feeling horrible the next day. As much fun as getting drunk is... Um it is fun. It is fun. And cool. Yeah, yeah it's what the cool kids do. You know what else is really cool? It. Getting drunk and then driving. Oh, true. True. That is super cool. Only the cool kids do that. Um, driving drunk. <laughs> <laughs> funny story. Um, maybe not so funny. Uh, I was I was driving the other day, and I kind of swerved a little bit, and the person next to me, he goes, hey, don't you know how to drive? And I was like... And the, you know, it, it was kind of the heat of the moment. I just pulled out my phone and I was like, it's hard texting while driving. <laughs> uh, he didn't really know how to respond to that. He just kind of kept going throughout his way. But I felt pretty proud of that response. That's not bad. Thank at you. All. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, of course, today on our legendary episode, we're going to be talking about some of our justifiable overreactions. You know, my favorite. I'm going to talk about some comeback. Some comeback players of the week. And then, of course, our legendary not top 10. I always look forward to that because that way we can start talking about rankings and talking about players without sitting there going, oh, well, I have number five at Najee Harris. And number six is DeAndre Swift at number seven. Oh, yeah, that, that gets repetitive and boring. That way we could actually debate and talk about it a little bit. But first, 
I'm going to have some fun because uh, during the week, of course, I had some friends text me about their fantasy teams and they're, as I'll quote them, uh, my team looking weak. And then they sent me screenshots of their team. So, of course, I feel the need to dissect it. And then we could talk about are their teams actually weak? Uh, quick story about this guy. Uh, he was in a very competitive fantasy league and uh, his wife got really upset at him for taking fantasy too seriously because if he loses then he would take it out not necessarily take it out on her but he would be in a crummy mood for a little bit and so she said okay there's no more playing fantasy football if you're going to be in a crummy mood all the time so he didn't play fantasy football but the other day he texted <laughs> me about his fantasy team and then i said i thought you're not playing fantasy football and he goes i'm not i'm co-owning this team so i responded back to him it sounds like you're playing fantasy football but with extra steps he goes maybe um she and i think i lost you Uh, nope, nope, nope. It's not on me. It's on his side. There you go. Hey there. No, you're still, still going. Okay, so go. Okay, okay. But yeah, so it got to the point where um, I think you lost me now. No, hold on. Fuck's sake! I think I hear you. I think I hear you. Um, you, you got to the bit where you were like. Uh, it seems like you're still playing fantasy football. Yeah. So, and then I said, oh, it sounds like you're playing fantasy football. And then he said, uh, I mean, so, yeah. And then he goes, yeah, I'm co-owning this team. And I just said, yeah, oh, it sounds like you're playing fantasy football with extra steps this time. Nope. Yeah, which is true. Uh, but I like seeing him play fantasy football because he does overreact and it does ruin his mood. And I find it hilarious. Uh, so I encourage it. And I, I definitely instigate it. A tad bit. You with me? <laughs> uh, I think you're on a delay again. No. Fucking fuck. No, I lost you. I'm right here. I'm right here. It's the fucking internet. It's ruining it. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Mm, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? I think I'm... I think I could be back. Okay, okay. I'm following. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. No delay. Why is this taking so long? Anyway. Mm-hmm. No delay. No delay? All right, we're good. Well, whoever's editing this... Lag. Whoever's uh, editing this is going to have a, a, their I handful. I can turn my camera off, though. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, whoever's editing this is going to have some fun. We're about to find out if they actually listen to the episode or not. 
right, so we sure are. All right, continuing. So he sent me screenshots of his team, and I'm, I was going to list it for you, and you're going to tell me is his team good or not, and what he could potentially do to potentially fix it. I think it might be a little bit too early to try and fix it, but whatever. We'll find out. So for quarterback, it is a standard league, by the way. Standard league. So I respect it, and I'm in a couple of those this year. Lamar Jackson is his quarterback. Stephon Diggs, wide receiver one. Jerry Jody, wide receiver two. And then RB1's Kamara. Zeke. And tight end, he has Hawkinson. And then right now, his flex is Rashad Penny. But on his bench, he has Curtis Samuel, Ayuk, David Montgomery, Ramondre Stevenson, Raheem Mostert, kicker, Bucker. And then defense, he actually has two defenses. He's got the Niners and Pittsburgh defense. How are you feeling about his team? Uh, his, his team's not going to be bad for PPR, half PPR. He's got a lot of pass-catching running backs there. And he's certainly got a lot of running backs there. So that's always a good start in standard. Don't love Jerry Judy as his second wide receiver. Uh, wants some big play potential there. And I think Judy is more a chain mover than a big play player. Uh, so that's not that good. And I would say drop one of the defenses. Drop the Steelers defense, pick up another wide receiver. My issue is, is he has Zeke on his team. So I feel like he's already at an incredible deficit and a disadvantage. And then his RB2, well, technically is Kamara. That's, that doesn't fill you with confidence either, does it? Well, he's got Dave, David Montgomery there. Um, he had another decent running back, didn't he? Let's see. His running backs are Kamara, Rashad Penny, Like Zeke, Zeke. Kamara, Montgomery is not wholly hot. The problem is Zeke is just... Zeke, I feel like, is a name, Rao. He, he, he's... If you say, oh, I have Zeke on my roster, you'd think, okay, you got a solid running back. I just don't think he's a solid running back. I haven't watched the Cowboys game yet, so I can't say how he looked. But with Dak being out, if they're going to lean on him, then obviously that's good news. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. What's his name? The announcer for Monday Night Football. I forgot his name. Uh, it's um, Buck and Aikman now, isn't it? Yeah, I think it, I think it was Aikman who said it. He made a really good point. That if your best pass catcher is uh, C.D. Lamb and he plays primarily in the slot and your other best pass catcher is a tight end, then you could just stack the box and not only stop them, but you could also stop the run. I thought that was that, makes that, that was an interesting point. That was one of those few moments where I'm like, okay, that was some quality analyst commentary there. Yeah, that's um, you know three Super Bowl rings and years of analytics uh, showing up in a big spot for White Jay Z. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that was my own thing where I thought he looked like White Jay Z, but. <laughs> he definitely does look like white jay-z i'm glad i'm not the only one that thinks that no that's a good i mean it is a good point that you can just stack the box and michael gallup coming back he's more of a slot guy as well um they really got to get some speed on the outside and, and try and open up the game a little bit more not that it's going to matter with cooper rush but you're right um 
it doesn't augur well for him and uh, Zeke does feel more like a name brand than a producer at this point and they've got the Bengals this week uh, who I know Harris at least scored against them I know, don't know what sort of yardage they gave up Yes, but I definitely trust Najee Harris and the Steelers' offense a lot more than I trust the Dallas offense right now. I mean, right now in the right now in my expert consensus rankings, I currently have him ranked twentieth with Daryl Henderson and Josh Jacobs, Zeke, of course, who I'm talking about. And uh, I just want to shout out to myself for getting fourteenth yesterday last week. Um, anyway, uh, th- that's where right now I have him. <laughs> I that's very impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't put high hopes on Zeke. Like, he still must start, right? I think he has to be. Especially with Dak out, he has to be a must start. Uh, And based on where you drafted him, he has to be a must start. But he also feels like the sort of player that, if he has two good games, maybe sell him. I was thinking just selling I feel like everybody at this point knows if he has a good game... Sell high on him. There'll be a dumbass Cowboys fan in your league you can sell him to. Trading is difficult. Trading is difficult because it requires having two people that are equally wanting to trade and making it happen. Like In most of the majority of my leagues, trades just don't happen anymore. So it's difficult. I mean, it's difficult for me to justify and mention people, oh, you should just make a trade. That's a lot harder to yeah to do than actually just giving good advice i don't know i think giving good advice is pretty hard that is true that is true and i think i i'd imagine it's harder to trade than give good advice uh and i don't i I don't think giving good advice would be to recommend a trade well i'm saying more if you can offload him if you can you should a, a, a sucker yeah, it's the same. There's going to be a dickhead Cowboys fan in your league who's going to overpay for him after one good game, and that's who you should trade him to. So let's see. Okay, so I agree with you there. If you are able to catch a good game with Zeke, offload him as best as you possibly can. I just don't have high hopes on that potential option, which is probably means you're keeping him. And, I mean, in that case, he's... He's your probably your second RB. You're, he's he's in must start category unless you significantly have better options, which I really doubt you do. And in our buddy's yeah. case, who we're analyzing, he does not. So Zeke is going to be in his starting lineup regardless of if he's struggling or not. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, reasonable. So while we're talking about trades, I decided to have some fun. Because uh, I saw Jalen Waddle do his Waddle dance, Waddle Waddle. I I tried trading for him in a a plethora of leagues. And one of my trade offers that Mm. I sent, I would like you to rate it. I thought it was a decent offer. I offered him Michael Carter for Jalen Waddle, half point PPR. Would you do that trade? No, give me Jalen Waddle. You want Jalen Waddle? Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we were texting each other. I'll tell okay, you. Let's hear it, let's hear it. I'll tell you why as well. As much as I like Michael Carter and as many targets as he had, Brees Hall had more targets. That shows me that 
they're going to use Brees Hall in the passing game when I think that was probably Carter's domain. So, Car- I mean, yeah, go it, ahead. Again, doesn't augur well. I know it's been only one week. Yeah, it's been. But he, Michael Carter, definitely looked a lot better than Brees Hall. Yep. Uh, but, okay. Uh, I agree. Uh, so I mean that that was one of my offers, and I debated overpaying. I wanted to after after we we texted each other, and he was like, "Yeah, I can't afford to get rid of Waddle because I don't have any other good receivers." And I was like, "That makes sense. You know, I'm not going to knock on you for actually trying to win your league." Uh, I debated offering him Robbie Anderson as well with Michael Carter. Would you have done that? I mean, no, I still want Jalen. Still want Jalen Waddle. Waddle. I mean. For that dance, he's basically wide receiver one. <laughs> All right. Uh, good talk. All right, so let's move on to some justifiable overreactions. Shane, I'll give you the microphone. Cool. We are back with some justifiable overreactions. And we are going to start with another running back in the NFC East. Saquon Barkley is back, baby. He looked good. He looked explosive. I like what I saw. Yeah, but let's see you do it again against uh, another defense. Uh, let's see. Right now, you're playing. He is playing against the, the Carolina Panthers. That definitely be definitely an exploitable matchup. Uh, but I like what I saw. He looked explosive, mm-hmm. didn't he? He looked like his rookie year campaign, where he, where he hit that hole, and every single time he touched the ball, you looked like he could have broken one. Yep. Yep, it's exciting. Exciting to have him and, you know, well done to everyone who drafted him early. Uh, next one. Chase Claypool is going to be Debo Light for the Steelers. How so? Uh, get him involved in the run game. Get him involved in the passing game. Just get the ball in his hands and let him make a play. I think he had six rushing attempts and eight targets or seven targets on the weekend. Hmm. He seems like a Walmart Debo Samuel because Debo is kind of built like an RB considering he can run through defenders. I don't feel like Chase Claypool can do that as well. When Claypool uh, broke out, I suppose, as a rookie, yes. he was getting involved in the passing game like that. They were trying to get the ball mm-hmm, in his hands. Mm-hmm. They went away from that last year, and I think it showed not only in his lack of production but also his attitude on the field. And certainly you don't want a player who's just going to sulk if they're not getting the ball. Um, but this is a team that needs their best playmakers to uh, make up for the shortcomings of their quarterbacks. So I think um, I think Chase Claypool's in for a nice season if they keep using him in the running game. Yeah, if he does, then he... Right now, I would give him flex value. And I mean, right now, for what you where you drafted Chase Claypool, I think it was, what, the ninth? Eighth round? About that. Uh, that would be later than that, uh, maybe potentially even later if he starts creeping up to flex to RB2, uh, not RB2, sorry, wide receiver two, wide receiver three status. Then that is a solid draft pick. I like to see it keeping going, yeah, absolutely. And speaking of rushing usage, Taysom Hill will be a top five tight end this With year. With how bad and barren the tight end scene is right now, that's not even a hot take, it's realistic at this point. I mean. Look at it. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Waller. I mean, Kyle Pitts dropped a dud. And then after that, you get Dallas Goddard, Dalton Schultz. 
Like, I'm not even talking about George Kittle yet. I don't even have him on the list, considering he's hurt and feels like 99% of the time. It's it's so bad at tight end. Yep. It is. I, I pushed the chips in on Taysom Hill this week uh, with my waivers. Because I just think, even if you're saying, oh, he's only going to get five or, five or six design plays a week, or they're going to give him looks, well, that's basically the workload you're going to get from any tight end. And if you can say he's going to have probably three or four design plays uh, with him in the backfield and maybe a target or two, then that's pretty good value considering that one of those plays might be a pass uh, that may go for a touchdown, that he's explosive. They're going to use him a lot in the red zone. I think he's a league winner. That's very interesting that you say that because it makes a lot of sense. Like it, Dawson Knox is probably not even going to get five targets a game. If he can get five designed runs, yep. those are guaranteed fantasy points as long as he doesn't get tackled behind the line, which, I mean, almost rarely ever does with him. So if he gets five, six yards on five touches, then, you know, he, he scraped himself a little bit of a fantasy week for you, but that's probably better than whatever tight end you picked up on the waiver is going to do. Yeah, I'm um, I'm more than happy to be rolling with Taysom Hill. As I say, they're still going to use him as a passer. And yeah, they're still going to use him as a passer. Now, if if Winston gets hurt and Tyson Hill becomes a quarterback again, are they going to change his uh, destination? I don't know. But gimme, gimme, gimme. Starting a quarterback at tight end. That is unfair. Which, yeah, that's definitely something that you might want to look into when you hold on to a Tyson Hill. Mm. I like that. Last but not least... After a fairly rough week, our teams, the Pats and the Niners, fucking It was suck. embarrassing. I don't even want to talk about it. It was so bad. It was sad. It was really sad to watch. I, I, I stopped watching. I had I had two screens on. I had Red Zone on and then the Niners game on. I stopped watching the Niners game yep. about halftime because I knew it was going to happen. It, right? It was on the wall. And when it happened, you know, I, it, it was sad. Any key takeaways from no. that game? No takeaways. Throw yeah, it throw it out. There's nothing good out of that game. Um, I mean, one good takeaway is that, I mean, of course, Mitchell's hurt. Jeff Wilson is not good as a runner. I feel like right now he's going to be the waiver wire hot pick of the week. I think as the weeks go by, we're going to start seeing those rookies that they drafted really start taking control of that offense or that, that running back room, I, I should say. Yep. Jordan Mason all yes, the way. Yes, I, I did. A lot of people were putting their fab, their waiver claim on Jeff Wilson. I went for the rookies. Yep. I had uh, Mason on my roster as my last my roster from a lot of my drafts this mm-hmm. year because you never know what happens with the 49ers running backs. Reports out of camp that he was really good. And, of course, uh, Shanahan running backs can't stay on the field. Which is 100% true. I don't know how you felt about the Patriots as well. Uh, we did not play well. The offensive line is big issue. The lack of speed in the secondary is a big issue. Um, the positive is that I don't think we could play worse. Um, I don't think Mac looked that bad. Uh, everyone always wants to dunk at him, but I don't think he was that bad. Uh, he certainly wasn't the problem. Um, there was a lot of issues, but it was not Mackey boy. Hmm. Interesting. Is he playing? I heard it. reports that he's hurt or something. He'll play. It was back spasms. Mm, interesting. Okay. 
Now, if he does, they got the they got the Steelers this week. No TJ Watt. I think it'll be yeah, fine. I find that without TJ Watt, that Steelers defense is significantly much less scary. I should say. Yep, definitely. All right. Now, you have a, a second segment for us. Let's hear it. I do have a second segment for us, and it is comeback player of the week. And we're going to look ahead to next week and have a look at who played poorly the week before or the weeks before, but who's going to and and who's going to bounce back. And mine for week two is Mike Williams from the Chargers. Had a very quiet week one. That's kind of standard for Mike Williams. Um, definitely a big boom bust guy. But versus Kansas City on Thursday night, we know Keenan Allen that. They're going to need to throw to keep up with KC because they look dynamite on the weekend that I like me some Mike Williams to uh, bounce back. Because Mike Williams dropped an absolute dud, everyone's going to put him on the bench. And when everybody puts him on the Mm -hmm. bench, it's when he goes off. So this is going to be the week. Yep, I'm starting. I will go with Allen Robinson the second. He must go off. Not for necessarily fantasy purposes, but for that Rams offense purposes. They cannot win games on a consistent basis if Cooper Cup is their wide receiver one and only target they have on that potential roster. Uh, I mean, they did not look good against the Bills. Granted, it is the Bills, but they did not look good against the Did not look good at all. They're going against Atlanta. Solid matchup. He should see a lot of targets. They need to get him involved. This is the week to do it. I don't think Robinson necessarily played well, but Stafford played even yes, worse. It was, it was a horrendous game in general. I mean, it's a week one, Super Bowl winners. You know, they probably had, you know, a little calm, not like a calm, but a nonchalant attitude going against the Bills. I think they're going to really buckle down against Atlanta and really just kind of decimate them. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. And Atlanta can move the ball. They can. Too. They can. But, of course, they're going against the Rams defense. I would be a little bit wary on it. Yep. I think that's uh, absolutely reasonable. Right. Into some not the top All 10. All right. Let's hear it. All right. Let's move on to the not top 10, of course, for running backs. We'll probably do running backs and wide receivers. Maybe we touch on quarterbacks a little bit. We're not doing tight ends. I don't care. You, you either have the top five tight ends or it's a dart throw. We don't care. So for running backs, number one, Jonathan Taylor going at Jacksonville. It's pretty straightforward. Christian McCaffrey against the Giants, also straightforward. Saquon Barkley at Carolina at number three. He earned that for how good he played last week. Austin Eckler at Kansas City. A little bit of a bounce back game we're hoping for him. Dalvin Cook against Philadelphia. Also, I kind of hoped a little bit more out of Dalvin Cook. Joe Mixon against Dallas should be a good game for him. DeAndre Swift against Washington. Derrick Henry against Buffalo. I'm a little bit curious on that one. Nick Chubb is against the Jets. We'll, we'll definitely talk about Nick Chubb a decent amount. And Leonard Fournette against the New Orleans Saints. So right now, looking on the list, how do you feel about it? I think that top five is pretty yeah. solid. I'd have DeAndre Swift over Dalvin Cook as my RB4. Okay. But I think the two that are really in trouble here are... Nick Chubb and Leonard Fournette. Uh-huh. Okay, let's hear it. I think Chubb probably stays in. I think he's going to have a big game against the Jets. You can obviously run on the Jets. Um, 
and the Browns want to run the ball if they're going to if they want to win they need to run the ball uh, Kareem Hunt got the touchdowns on the weekend but I think it's going to be a bounce back game for Nick Chubb in a sense and that matchup is so juicy you were going to absolutely disagree with me here okay because you do not care for this gentleman. I already know where you're going with this that's Antonio yep. Gibson mm-hmm. at Detroit. The matchup is good. I will agree with you there. And, well, I suppose, is it good? You've got uh, Aiden Hutchinson coming off the edge there. It'll be a game that should be pretty up and back. I think oh, well, these are half-point PPR rankings, yes. by the way. Uh, so I could see Gibson outscoring Fournette at New Orleans because New Orleans... They've got the wood on Tom Brady. They've got the wood in the Bucks. They do. They do. But this is also a different Saints team. I think it's a lot weaker of a Saints team. I think the Buccaneers get their revenge. I think that's uh, that's reasonable. Another name I could see sneaking up, and that's David Montgomery at Green Bay. Green Bay aren't a very good team. And... I think Chicago can probably control the ball in this one. I want to... That's a... Hmm. I'm trying to rebuttal. I don't believe in the Bears yet. They had, of course, a rainy victory against the Niners. Not taking it away from them, but they definitely got helped with a lot of penalties. I think the Niners had 150 yards worth of penalties that game. I would like to see them do somewhere remotely close on the offensive side where they look cohesive before I give Montgomery that respect. I think that's fair as well. Are you comfortable with the other eight names already in the top yeah, 10? Yeah, we can kind of rearrange them as much as we'd like. You know, Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Saquon, Eckler, Davin Cook. I feel like John Mixon, DeAndre Swift. After that, you can't really... Derrick Henry. You, you know, we, we can rearrange them all we want. They're top 10 players. Nick Chubb, he got welched how many touchdowns? Two touchdowns? Two? Uh, yeah, two. It's going to happen. But, I mean, it's against the Jets. He should have a big game. Yeah. I think you could easily keep him in the top ten. I don't think there's an issue with that. Derek Henry had a bad week. But what you see, I think, after week one quite often is a team will do something weird in week one, realize it hasn't worked, and then go, right, this is not how we want to play. This is how we want to play. And I think that's going to happen with Derrick Henry, and I think that's going to happen with Nick Chubb. A pro- hmm. I agree and disagree at the same time because one quarterback play is questionable, but it is the Jets. That Jets is a good matchup. Mm, I'm, I'm having... The, the, my, my issue is, okay, it's easy to drop Nick Chubb and Fournette, but then you have to replace him with other people in the top 10. I'm looking at James Conner, potentially. I'm definitely not picking Javante Williams. No, not against I'm Houston. not picking Aaron Jones. I'm questionable no. about Kamara. Gibson, yes because Gibson's a little bit surprising considering he had what seven catches for 72 yards it was very solid of a game 
from Antonio Gibson as just as a pass catcher. You know, never mind the rushing yards. I think he had 52 off 14 touches, so I mean 14 carries. So I mean, he had a, a incredibly solid game. And now against Detroit, yep. Yeah, I'd put him in the top ten. I'd put I'd switch him for Nick Chubb. For Nick Chubb or Chubb, for Leonard Chubb. Fournette? Fournette gets solid amount of touches, a consistent amount of touches. I mean, he had 21 rush attempts, 127 yards, two receptions. But, I mean, at that point, you know, the the game was – it was pretty handedly over at that point against the, the Cowboys. But I could see it happening against the Saints. That felt like an aberration because they just – were able to shut the game down with Fournette. I don't think that happens against the Saints. Hmm. So who would you take away from Fournette? I mean, I think it's... Well, it's Antonio Gibson. I you keep, keep Nick Chubb? Okay. How about Kamara against Tampa Bay? You're not doing that? No. Clyde against the Chargers? No. Patterson against the Rams? No. Any surprise names you could see sneak up on there? Cam Akers versus Atlanta. Uh, that would definitely be a surprise. Um, that could be a, a big one. You've got... I mean, on potentially limited touches with entirely touchdown value, Ramondre Stevenson, Pittsburgh. You know, he could have like a 60 yards, you know, a couple of catches, two touchdowns. Damien Pierce had a very weak role compared to what we thought he might have. Any interest in him? Uh, not as yet. You should still be keeping him on your roster. Um, but Rex Burkhead will get injured sooner or later. Yeah. And then Damian Pierce will come into his own. He had 14 carries, 40 yards. Rex Burkhead also had, uh, as I draw blank, five catches. For 30. So, I mean, he had a, a, a solid half-point PPR day in himself. He played 72% of the snaps. You think that's weird? Burkhead. Yes. I don't think that's weird. Um, showed that basically whenever Damian Pierce was on, they were going to give him the ball. Uh, I think they're just easing him in. What about Jamal Williams? Uh, what is a 1-2 yes. with Swift? I don't think you can both put them in. I don't think you put both in That'd the top be difficult 10. to justify. I think they were in the top, both in the top 10 last week, considering Jamal Williams had two touchdowns. Yep. That's a. Yeah, but you can't bank on no, that each week as far no, as I'm not concerned. not at all. Now, are you uh, worried as a DeAndre Swift owner that Jamal Williams is going to consistently just vulture touchdowns? I'm worried, but I'm not. I'm not super worried because DeAndre Swift looks amazing. Um, I'm still very much a believer that he could well be the RB1 at the end of this season. Um, I thought that might be the case last season, but it could have been a, could have been ahead of myself. You obviously don't want him spelling Swift close to the goal line, but it's not like Swift missed out either. Yes, but what if Swift doesn't miss out and then he switch on the goal line and then of course Williams grabs that touchdown I mean it would have been better if Swift had yeah. got it but um, I mean it's not going to kill you it's not like um, like Damian Harris for argument's sake to go back to the Patriots it's not like he gets vultured by Ramondre Stevenson and it 
you know, that fucks your week because he doesn't really have the the value without the touchdown. Swift is an excellent player. He's going to get his yards. He's going to get his catches. Um, the, touchdown for, the touchdowns for me are a very nice icing on the cake, but he's going to have fantasy relevance without it. Who does better, Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon? Uh, A.J. Dillon. Dillon. So how do you feel about Aaron Jones? I am not confident at all in that Green Bay offense. I thought it looked terrible. The offense is going to run through Jones and Dylan, but give me Dylan over Jones every day of the mm-hmm. week. I think that's the way it's going to shake out at the end of the year. Dylan had 10 carries. Aaron Jones had eight touches in general, including receptions. AJ Dylan had 15. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me, let me, let me rephrase that. Dylan had 15 touches and Aaron Jones had eight touches. Of course, those including receptions. Uh, Dylan had 10 carries with five catches. Led the team in targets with six. Yeah. So uh, I think that's going to continue to happen until Alan Lazard comes back in. And even then, I think it might continue to happen. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers used to have the philosophy of life is too short to check down. Unfortunately, life has gotten real short for Aaron Rodgers because he is checking down on a daily basis now. Uh, I mean, I think that's yep. what happens when the best receiver in the NFL leaves your team. I feel like this should have been expected. Yep. Um, but, God, Aaron Jones was drafted in the second round. A.J. Dillon has probably taken a handful of picks, handful of rounds later, I should say, maybe in the fourth, fifth round, maybe even the sixth. Yep. I was saying to the uh, to my co-host on the Screen Pass podcast, check that out wherever you get your podcasts, that I'm worried that Aaron Rodgers is going to fuck my one quarterback dynasty team this year without any receivers there. Yeah, Christian Watson dropped that long touchdown, but he just looked like he had no confidence throwing to the guys, whether they were open or not. I would like to quote Aaron Rodgers real fast on what he thought of Amari Rodgers. And I would like to just repeat the quote real fast. And he said, Amari, Robert, Amari, Amari Rogers is a return man right now. And that's where I'll leave it. Mm. I will also like to quote Aaron Rodgers. Duh, I'm a stupid hippie who does ayahuasca. Duh. I don't talk to my family and I host a Jeopardy. Not bad. That was pretty good. I don't know if, that, I don't know if that's a bit that'll be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> From the mind of Aaron. That's pretty good. That was wise words. Right. Let's lock in those. Hey, we've got to bring back wise words of wisdom we too do, this we year. Do. Um, let's lock in our top 10 for this week. We'll come back and we'll check it. We say we're going to check it. We okay, we'll do it though. We'll do it this time. It's Taylor, McCaffrey, Barkley, Eckler, Swift as the uh-huh. top five. And then... In, I will say in no particular order. And then the next five, Mixon, Henry, Cook. Okay. I'm following. And then Chubb or Fournette. Okay. And Antonio yeah, Gibson. that's fine. Cool. So that's 11. That's 11 for your top 10. That's pretty good math. Hmm. I'm impressed. Yeah. Too many men on the field. Just how I like it. All right. So for wide receivers, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, 
A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, Tyreek Hill, and Mike Evans. Initially, this is a pretty good list. That is a pretty good list. I will take Mike Evans off this list, though. Yep. Great. He is going against Marshall Lattimore. That is his name. And uh, historically, he has the clamps on Mike Evans. He knows exactly how to shut him down. <laughs> Give him the clamps. He's got the clamps. He's, he's got him on lockdown. <laughs> Going to clamp him. And it, it's a fun matchup because you see Mike Evans vis- visibly become incredibly frustrated. But, of course, we're going to have to replace him on this list. And I just want to put out right now, in Fantasy Pros, Mike Williams is rank 11. And I just want to say that is a travesty because he sucks. It's funny you say that. I was going to put him in the top yeah. 10. Yeah. I know you have him as your comeback player of the week. I know. Which I definitely could see happening. But I just, I hate Mike Williams. 100 and something yards, two touchdowns. Give Not going to happen. He might get 50 yards and a touchdown. That's his gimme gimme. Let's see. Let's let's see. Who are you dropping out of this? Is it just Mike Evans? I think I'd drop out Tyreek Hill as well. Against Baltimore, they should have a solid game plan against them. Yeah, I agree. He could be easily dropped as well. But who would you put in the plus? Well, I've, my candidate's Mike okay. Williams, yes. obviously. DJ Moore. Okay, interesting, interesting. But the interesting. Giants, I think, is in the conversation. Uh, Amon Ra St. Okay. Brown, I think, is in the I conversation. Like Something like he he's one of the f- I, like five players in NFL history to have eight catches in however many consecutive games. Interesting. And the other ones are like AB and Randy Moss and Jerry Rice, and that's pretty good company to be in. Okay, okay. Hmm. I could definitely see Amon Ross St. Brown. And I agree with you there. Deontay Johnson versus the Pats, okay. I could see. The Patriots secondary is weak. I could see Michael Thomas versus Tampa Bay. He looked good. He did look good. He looked very good. He might be a league Couple winner. Of touchdowns. He might be. Might win me Ooh, my league. I like that. And actually, the reason I'm going to say Amon Ra St. Brown is the Washington linebackers were ma- matched up on slot receivers basically all day, and they looked terrible. Their coverage over the middle of the field is horrible. I think Amon Ra St. Brown is going to feast on the... Oh, sorry. should say Washington looked terrible, lined up against uh, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and, you know, that star-studded receiving core in Jacksonville. I think Amon Ra St. Brown is going to eat, 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 eat. How do you feel about Jalen Waddle? Waddle, Waddle. Uh, I think it is going to be one of those situations where you never know if it's going to be Hill Week or Waddle Week. I could definitely see them swapping. I feel like they're going to put so much emphasis in Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle's just going to absolutely blow up and then do his Waddle, Waddle dance, which is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, yeah, I could see that happening. Now, realistic people that um, put in place of Mike Evans, I'd put Gabriel Davis there. Two from the yeah. same team. I believe that happened last week as well, or it would have been close. I know Stefan Diggs was definitely up there I would, for the 
the running of the top spot. Gabriel Davis should be close. He probably didn't break the top 10, but I know he was probably close. Yeah, he caught that touchdown and everyone went nuts. Uh, what about Hollywood Brown? Against the Raiders. I could see it. I feel he's always a chance in the same way Mike Williams is always yes, a chance. Yes, but I like Marquise Brown's chance a lot more than I like Mike Williams' chance. How do you look? Who are we talking about? Hollywood. I mean, it was a sad day for the Cardinals in general. He had four catches, 43 yards. I mean, he did score a touchdown, though. So he has high touchdown potential because that offense has high touchdown potential. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, Hopkins, he's suspended for another five weeks. Uh, Rondell Moore, I believe he's hurt. So, I mean, Marquise Brown should just be peppered with targets. So I could definitely see Marquise Brown taking Tyreek Hill spot. And then I would put Gabriel Davis in for Mike Evans spot. Uh, I'm definitely not putting Terry McLaurin in that spot. I'm not putting Cortland Sutton in that spot. I'm not putting Mike Williams in that spot. Amon Rock could potentially go in there. I'm not putting Brandon Cooks in that spot. Not because he can't, but because he's just going to catch five passes for 80 yards and, you know, call it a day there, which isn't that bad. Um, I'm not yep. putting CD Lamb in. There I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say uh, no Hill, no Evans for me, and it's Will Williams and Amonra. Williams and Amonra. Okay. Okay, Williams. All, all of a sudden, I can't think of which. Oh, Mike Williams, duh. Uh, Elijah Moore against Cleveland. Is he a big potential there? I think he's injured, isn't he? Elijah Moore. Let's get a status update. I got none for you. Elijah Moore. How do you like it? How do you like it? Elijah Moore. How do you like it? How do you like it? I'm still no close to finding out whether he's injured or not. Yeah, I'll join you. What about Drake? I was thinking about that. Versus I was definitely thinking about that. But the problem is... He looked looked really good. Jalen Ramsey looked really bad. I feel like that's definitely going to flip, though. I... There's no way Jalen Ramsey has two bad games in a row. To that extent, no, I think that's uh, I think that's fair. No, I can't see that Elijah. Moore yeah, I don't see injured. it. I'm not really interested. I don't in see him. any injury report of him. As much as I like him, I'm not interested in him. Amari Cooper at the Jets. He looked very good. Jacoby Brissett just couldn't find him. Uh, yeah, they will see that. I feel like we saw that coming, and definitely anticipated that. Um, I feel like that yeah. should be a consistent thing. Yes, he's going against what the, the Jets. I'm not putting him in my top ten. The Jets actually went. Um, actually, who gets Source Gardner for company? And he played pretty he did, well. Actually, that is that is true. So chances are he will be going against the Sauce. We'll see exactly how good this rookie cornerback is because I mean Amari Cooper as a route runner usually has a. A little bit of a knack of embarrassing young corners. And if we're saying that Marshall Lattimore is going to follow Mike Evans, what about Julio Jones? Speaking of people who looked really good. He did look very good. But I'm not putting him in my top 10. He should be rostered. I'm not willing to inch him into a flex spot. But, I mean, with Godwin missing a handful of games, he might actually just deserve that flex spot, now that you mention it. 
Hmm. Hmm. I will be starting him uh, in... I started him in one league, which was good, and I may... I'm probably going to start him in my other because Keenan Allen's out. Keenan Allen's out, and just a quick little injury report right now. Mike Evans has his leg wrapped with a minor calf injury. Uh, Leonard Fournette is also dealing with a hamstring injury. Yep. So those are definitely some things to monitor and think about. Uh, how do you feel about Melvin Gordon and Javante? Completely random note. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams both fumbled on the one-yard line. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think that really sucks as a fantasy player who doesn't have either of those uh, players on the roster. But Williams with all those targets. I mean, you don't... If I'm Melvin Gordon, I don't want to be fumbling because the reason you get work is because you're the the steady pair of hands. Yeah, as a person who went heavy on Melvin Gordon because I felt like the value was incredibly there, seeing him getting goal line touches made me very happy. And then seeing him fumble on the one-yard line made me very sad because I just realized, oh, man, now he just lost his chances at any value because now Javante is just going to get all of it. And then it happened the very next drive where Javante got that goal line, and then he fumbled it. And then that made me very happy again because now I feel like (laughs) he's not completely useless anymore. But anyway, uh, what other receivers are you looking at? I mean, right now, if Higgins is not playing with his concussion – I mean, we don't know for sure yet, but that hit looked pretty brutal. I'd be surprised if T. Higgins played. Uh, Tyler Boyd as a number two. Mm, no, I'm not the interested in Tyler Boyd. I think he's a good player. Chase Claypool versus the Pats, if they're going to keep using him in creative ways. Um, that's a very slow, small secondary that the Patriots have. Claypool is big and fast. Uh, Curtis Samuel versus Detroit is interesting. They got him involved in the passing ga- in the running game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Jalen no Jahan Dotson looked really good. Sorry, who? I Jahan was just Dotson, the was just wide receiver for the the, um, the Washington Commanders. Yep, that's them. I was going to call them the Washington Football Team. Um, he looked really good. Kadarius Tony didn't really get the work that I think a lot of people had hoped, and I'm going to include myself yes. in that. Um, Christian Watson, Sammy Watkins, the Watt brothers. Either of them? I just don't believe in the Green Bay offense enough to, to do anything about it. Yep, I think that's fair. So yeah, let's run that. Uh, let's run that top ten again. Okay. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs. The only change I would make from top five to bottom five there, I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop Adams out and put AJ Brown in. Okay. Eh. Which puts the next five. Oh, sorry. Why? AJ Brown is going to light the league up. Uh, Devontae Adams got a hell of a lot of targets versus whoever the hell they played. I think they're going to spread it around a little bit more, and AJ Brown is going to keep eating and eating and eating. I don't think Minnesota are that. Now, Devontae Smith dropped an absolute donut. Does he do that again? Quite possibly. 
I don't think so, but quite possibly. Oh, all right, Jalen Rieger 2.0. AJ <laughs> Brown, he's my new best friend. Devontae Smith, see you later. He is the the Woody to toy to AJ Brown's Buzz Lightyear. Does not want to play with him anymore. All right. <laughs> okay, like so you, that that is what you're doing with the top five. What about the rest? Adams, Debo, Michael Pittman, who looked really good. That offense looked good. And I tell you what, Matt Ryan suits the uh, the indie. He does. Uniform. He looks good in there. You know, it suits him. It looks better than his Atlanta uniform. And then I'm dropping out Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, putting in Mike Williams and Amon Ross St. Mm-hmm. Brown. A mic for a mic. All right. I like that one as well. I think I'm going to have to keep the top eight. I would just be dropping Mike Evans and Tyreek Hill. Ironically enough, I'm going to be putting Waddle Waddle and Gabriel Davis. The wide receiver twos are going to have a big day. I think so. Usually the first month of the season is very, it's a good scoring time. Yes. And then after that, they kind of drop off in consistency. So Darnell Mooney, let's talk about him real fast before we move on because he's interesting because he had a lot of hype. I'm not sure where the hype is justified. I don't believe in that offense in general, but how do you feel right now so far? Uh, as a man with a lot of shares in Darnell Mooney and Dynasty Leagues, I'm happy that he's finally going to get some opportunity. You'd like to see more out of him, but as you said, I think that game, the conditions were so bad that you can't really take anything away for him. He had three targets, one reception, eight, eight yards. Um, he'll get uh, Jair Alexander for company this week. I think he could be a buy low coming out of the week. By low. So are you actually realistically sending trade offers or are you just kind of waiting and see? Maybe it was a bad week. I don't really yeah. trade. Not for any other reason. It's like I'd rather play the waiver wire. I don't... I don't see the point in trading. You have to give up so much. Um, unless I'm really targeting a guy for a stretch at the back end of the season. Go, I'm, I really want this running back because he's got a good matchup. Just give me the waivers. That's how I win. That's fair. Leagues. Trading, I feel like it has too much risk to reward value to it to make it justifiably worth it. Yep. Trade, it's just fun. The, the, the main reason you trade is because it's fun. Yep. And everyone's a real dick. They're always trying to fleece yeah. you or being like, oh, I've put this through a trade calculator and you give me a Monroe St. Brown and I will give you three average players. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, friendly reminder to people. I feel like I need to consistently say this on a daily basis. If you are getting two players and giving away one, it doesn't matter. You automatically lost that trade. Correct. Automatically lost that trade. So always remember, unless the trade is one-to-one, you automatically lost that trade. If you are receiving two players and giving away one, you lost the trade. That's yep. something we'll probably discuss on a trade episode or a deep dive episode on people who really need to start looking at as buy low or 
sell high type candidates probably maybe potentially maybe next week or the week after that when we start getting a little bit more evaluation and realistic numbers on how players are performing uh but for right now mm-hmm. just stick with what you got yep sit tight sit tight everyone all right let me hear your prognostication now yeah i was gonna say let's uh let's roll into prognostications unsurprisingly we both got it wrong last week were we close? Uh, you said the ten, uh, the Titans-Giants game would be the highest scoring game of the week. It was not. I think it went to 41 points or something mm-hmm. like that. And I said that Christian McCaffrey would get more total yards than the Browns, and he did not. I think he might have got more yards than the um, the Bears, though. It, wasn't, it wouldn't be that hard. And they still won. No, I'm going to nail my colors to the mask mast uh-huh. here mike williams 150 plus yards two plus touchdowns wide receiver okay. one this week the wide my prognostication one. is going to be mike williams three targets one catch five yards fair enough <laughs> two i which means he will inevitably get right between the two of them and neither of us will be there correct. we go have you got some wise words of wisdom? For I the did, but I can't remember it all of a sudden. It was it was something incredibly wise. I might have to save it for the beginning of the episode. So it was probably something like, oh, how do you drown in water? Just drink it. Something stupid like that. I don't know. How do you drown water? How do you, you drown in water? Just drink it. Oh, there we go. Hey, uh, I've got some wise-ish words of wisdom okay, for okay. you. Okay, okay. You know what the uh, the dirtiest part of the human body is? Uh, the brain. No, the butthole. I felt like <laughs> I felt like the joke was going somewhere, and I was trying to catch you. <laughs> nah. No, it was not. That's your nose, right? Get us out of here. All right, boys. Now, of course, if you want to follow us on Twitter, or if, of course, if you want me to rate your team feel free to go ahead and do so at top tier tactics underscore. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share, subscribe and show it to your non-existent friends, just like how I have none. But other than that, Sheehan, <laughs> where can everybody find you? You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Sheehan solo. As always, you can find me on my other podcast called screen pass, where we look at American football in popular culture. Uh, we just did an episode about a country music singer who's a former NFL player. The next one out is going to be about Jerry Maguire. So yeah, check that out. It's a lot of fun wherever you get podcast. There you are. Other than that, hey, good luck, everybody. I'm ready for us today.